And we are so grateful that we get to be a part of that. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor. Good morning, Lake Church. How's everybody doing? Glory to God. Well, we have a special guest with us uh, this morning that's just going to bless you. You know, we seek to uh, bring in ministries that not only teach the Bible, but exemplify new creation life. Because that's vital. Because you can get his history about the Bible, or you can even break down words. But when people tell you concepts of faith, and also new creation realities and new creation lifestyle, that's what we want right here at Lake Church. Amen? And so I, I had the wonderful opportunity of, of being at the same school at the same time with this man. Uh, he was on Brother Hagen's uh, crusade team for many years. He was associate at Rhema Bible Church and uh, a teacher at the school, a tremendous blessing to us. Let's welcome all the way from Atlanta, Marty Blackwelder. Praise God, praise God. Well, if you're happy and you know it, shout amen. amen. How many would rather be here than in the hospital? How many of you, I, I asked that question one time, I said, how many of you would rather be here than in jail? And this woman, she jumped up on the front row and she started dancing. I said, what in the world? She said, I just got out of jail. I said, praise God. <laughs> anyway, man, this is our first time here, right? Uh, sometimes through the years you forget where you've been, but I, I've never been here. And Pastor, we appreciate it so much. Thank you and Ms. Kath, Karen for having us and uh, look forward to a great day. You know, I said, Lord, are you sure you want to do this kind of service with two services? But I felt pretty confident, you know, I made a backup plan and just feeling it out. But I'm, I know this is the way we should go. So I'm going to lay a little groundwork and then we'll, uh, we'll move forward. How many of you believe you're in the right place at the right time with the right people? Ooh, I tell you what, there's nothing like being together as the body of Christ. You know, something very dear to the heart of God is the local church. Because the body of Christ, of course, is universal, but uh, specifically the local church is a very integral part of that. Uh, as a matter of fact, you remember in Matthew uh, chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And ever since he uttered those words, he's been busy, man, establishing his kingdom, building his church, the ecclesia, the elect, those who are called out separated from the world, separated unto His divine purpose, and empowered to establish His kingdom and His will in the earth. And once again, a very uh, important part of that building program is the local church. I'm not sure that many Christians realize one of the most significant decisions you will ever make as a Christian is where you go to church. That one decision will have tremendous impact on your life personally, the life of your family, and potentially uh, your destiny. First uh, Corinthians 12:18, the Apostle Paul said, "God has set the members, each one of them in the church, notice, just as He pleased." So it doesn't say as we pleased." right? says, as he pleased. Another translation says, he's placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. So what that tells me is, if God has placed each part of the body, that where I go to church and where you go to church is not so much a matter of personal preference 
as much as it's a divine appointment. And of course, you know, there's several reasons for that. First of all, you and I understand uh, every sheep needs a shepherd and a sheepfold. This is God's way. This is his plan. So he will place us in a local church under the care of a pastor where we can be fed the word of God. We can grow up spiritually. We can be nurtured and protected as a young believer. We can be encouraged, preserved as a mature believer. And where we can receive the necessary uh, knowledge, impartations, spiritual equipment to put us on the right road to fulfilling our destiny in life, whether that be ministry, business, whatever the case may be. So being in the right place and the God-appointed place is important. I often say the local church is where we find our significance as a Christian. It's where our individual purposes are discovered within the context of the corporate purpose. How many of you know God never intended any one of us to be an entity unto ourselves? As a Christian, as believers, our lives, our destinies are interconnected in Christ. So my life as a Christian and your life as a Christian will never find its true significance until we discover how we relate to the body of Christ as a whole. And that discovery primarily takes place within the context of the, of the local church. And of course, you know, uh, the local church, as you, as you are well acquainted with, is a place where we develop relationships with other believers. How many of you know we need each other? And particularly now, we need to encourage one another. We need to stand by one another. Man, when I, w when I grew up, the church was like the hub of the community. I mean, when one person hurt, everybody rallied around them. Today, uh, you know, uh, with these modern ideologies of isolation, uh, you know, individualism, non-accountability, convenience, right? People have lost that sense of community, but we've got to stay together. And I just want to commend you for being here. Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we need each other. Now, if you're not here this morning and you maybe you're watching online, don't take this as condemnation. This is a joke. Maybe you've seen on, uh, on Facebook or some of those social media outlets, you remember uh, the little cartoon, Mr. Jones Passed Away? And so he goes up to the pearly gates and Peter's looking for his name on the roll. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, I see you right here. Peter says, now, now Mr. Jones, I see uh, you didn't actually attend church, but you did watch it online. And that's, uh, you know, so uh, as a result, you don't actually get to go into heaven, but you can watch it online. <laughs> and like we said, we realize, you know, sometimes folks, folks can't get out of, the, you know, we praise God for online. But when you can get here, it's good to get here. I'm casual. Is that okay, guys? Thank you, Pastor. So anyway, we're going to stay together. Are you with me? I'd never be where I am in my life, uh, personally and ministerially, if it weren't for my constant and continual relationship 
with the local church throughout my life. I was born and raised in the local church. I served in the local church since I was 16. I was trained in the local church. I met my wife in the local church. Our ministry was launched from a local church, right? And a large portion of our ministry today is still to the local church. So everybody say, thank God for the local church. So thinking about that, you know, there's a lot of things I could say, but because of of the time restraints, I want to move into this. You know, as I looked yesterday, I drove up on this campus and I was looking around, you know, at the buildings and and the, the grounds and so forth. And man, what a blessing. God's been good to you. And it just seemed good to me, you know, uh, as I looked and saw your faithfulness to supply the vision of this house and to see what God has done, how many of you know he's not finished yet? And the best is yet to come, right? We're still believing that and still walking it out. But it just seemed good to me and the Holy Ghost that we should have what I call a celebration service today. What do you mean, Brother Marty? I mean recalling to mind the goodness of God. The faithfulness of God. Uh, You know, the blessings of God to us personally as a believer, but also to us corporately as a church. And that we should offer, as uh, Pastor Kevin mentioned, the sacrifice of praise this morning. Are you with me? There's different types of services. There are spectator services and there are participator services. This is a participator service, all right? So we're going to offer the sacrifice of praise this morning. We're going to have what we call a celebration. There's so much negativity in the world. I mean, everywhere you turn is just negative, negative, negative. And they don't mind spreading the bad news. We might as well lift our voice and spread some good news, right? And tell of the goodness of God and the things that He's done for us. So I'm going to lay just a little groundwork because I want you to know everything we do scriptural. You ought to have the word for it. And then you feel confident acting on it, right? So thinking about that, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, there was a priesthood from the tribe of Levi. And of course, it was the responsibility of the priesthood to offer Uh, the various sacrifices that were required as ordinances of worship under the Old Covenant. They had daily sacrifices, weekly sacrifices, annual sacrifices, wave offerings, grain offerings, offerings given when your health was restored. I mean, you name it, they had it, and it was the responsibility of the priesthood to offer those sacrifices on behalf of themselves and also on behalf of the people. Uh, But how many of you know in the New Testament dispensation, the one you and I are living in, the institution of the priesthood still exists? Did you know that? How do we know? Well, the Bible tells us. Look here in 1 Peter 2, in verse 9. But you, that's talking about you, you are a chosen generation, a royal generation, priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. So when somebody says, well, aren't you special? You say, yes, I am. Yes, I sure am. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
So here we are in the New Testament dispensation, and guess what, man? You and I, as the sons and daughters of God, we now constitute the New Testament priesthood. And as the priesthood, there's still sacrifices to be offered. Now, we understand in the Old Covenant, man is separated from God because of sin. We got a sin problem. And Romans 6.23 says, the wages right, or the payment or the compensation necessary for sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So in the old covenant, we've got a sin problem. And so because the wages or the payment for sin is demanding of death, God said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to devise a temporary solution for this sin problem. And this is what we'll do. Once a year, the high priest and only the high priest will come into the very inner sanctuary of the temple where the Shekinah glory of God dwelt. And he will offer the blood of a sacrificial animal on that altar and he will sprinkle its blood on the mercy seat. And I will receive the blood of that animal as payment or compensation for the sins of the people for one year. You say, now why, uh, why blood? Well, the Bible tells us in Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11, notice it says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement or payment or compensation for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. So when he poured out the blood of that animal, it was symbolic of a substitutionary sacrifice, a life for a life. Because Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission, no dismissal of the charges. So God said, that's what we're going to do once a year, every year, until I can send the final solution. Which he did. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. She will bring forth a son and she will call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. How? By shedding his own blood. The Lamb of God. Slain from the foundations of the world, the Bible said, shed his blood upon the altar of the cross, eternally purging the sins of all those who will receive the sacrifice. How many of you have received the sacrifice? Congratulations. Your sins are washed away. Woo, hallelujah. That's some good news. And so, Hebrews 9.12 says, Not with the blood of goats or calves, but by His own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. That sacrifice never has to be offered again. It's been offered once and for all. However, there are still sacrifices that are required to be offered by the New Testament priesthood. It's not the blood of goats, calves, pigeons, or doves, right? What is it? Well, aren't you glad the Bible tells us? 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, notice. 
You also, as lively stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer what kind of sacrifices? Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So the sacrifices that you and I are to offer are spiritual in nature and origin. And the New Testament tells us exactly what those are. We don't have time to look at all of them, but we'll look at a few. One that you know is Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? I beseech you therefore, brethren, King James, you know, by the mercies of God that you present your body or yourselves a living sacrifice. Did you notice that? Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, one translation says your spiritual worship, right? And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? I like the message Bible. I didn't give this to you guys. I'm just going to quote it to you. Paul said, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. I want you to take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your walking around, going to work life, and I want you to place it before me as an offering. And don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even realizing it. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Woo! That's good. So one of the sacrifices we're to offer is our lives, our bodies. Day by day, moment by moment, I am a living sacrifice. I'm at your disposal. I'm seeking your presence and I want you to use me, Lord. Are you with me? But the one we're camping on this morning is over here, and your uh, associate pastor mentioned it, Hebrews 13 and 15. Hebrews 13 and 15, notice, Therefore by Him, that's by Jesus Christ, let us continually offer, here it goes, the sacrifice of praise to God. Right? And I know you're well taught, but we can rehearse it. That is, there's no confusion here. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name. So as the priesthood, we're to offer the sacrifice of praise. It's our responsibility, right? And our delight. And that sacrifice, according to the scripture, demands the expression of the heart. In thanksgiving to God through the lips and the mouth. Now, in our modern society, people have substituted applause for praise. Now, it's fine to clap. Have a great time. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We get it, right? But when somebody says, let's praise God, that's when the hands go up and the mouth goes open and we start giving thanks, right? So, this sacrifice of praise demands, once again, the use of our lips expressing our heart. Psalm 34 and verse 1, you can see this. I will bless the Lord. When? At all times. Now watch this. His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. In my mouth. Here's another one. Psalm 71 and verse 8. 
Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your honor all the day. So when we praise God, we're going to be hearing some voices and some thanksgiving, right? Now, I taught in Bible school. I taught in the uh, school of worship also. So I did a little study. Pastor, can I have a little swig of that, please? Wet my whistle. Sorry. I don't want to open that one because we're going to be moving and I don't want it to fall over. So, you know, thinking about praise and, and looking at the definitions and so forth, in the Hebrew, uh, the word praise has several different connotations, and I just want to give you a little glimpse into it, okay, so you'll get it. So the word praise, first of all, it means to shine, shine. That has something to do with our countenance. You can't praise God with an old mully grub face. Are you with me? Well, the Lord is good. Really? I don't believe you. Lift up your countenance, all ye saints of the Lord. Woo! Something ought to be shining on the outside. <laughs> it means to shine. It also means to make a show. Make a show. What that tells me, man, when people are praising God, something's visible. Something's being demonstrated. Somebody's making a show. Are you with me? So, to shine, celebrate, excuse me, make a show. The next one means to boast. What's that mean? Well, to speak, you know, talk about how awesome he is. You know, I don't know about, you know, times have changed, but when we were kids, we'd be on the playground, you got in a little scuffle with somebody, you know, another guy out there. You know, little, I'm talking about little. You'd say, my daddy's going to beat up your daddy. My dad's this, my dad's that. You, remember, you know, you start talking about how awesome your dad is, you know. Well, that's a part of praise where God is concerned. Our God's the supreme ruler of this universe. There's none above Him. There's none beside Him. There's none before Him. He alone is God. Woohoo! And you just start boasting about how amazing and faithful and awesome He is. That's praise, boasting. So we got shine. We've got to make a show. We've got to boast. And then this one, which I mentioned, but I shouldn't in this order, to celebrate. Celebrate. Now I gotta ask you a question. When somebody celebrates, what does that look like? How many of you are sports fans? I mean, you got your basketball team, football team, soccer, whatever it is. And you know, you go to the game, and and your team, man, is it's on the line here, and uh, you know, it's tight. And somebody makes a touchdown. Now, if you're a fan, right, a diehard fan, you don't sit there and say, well, isn't that awesome, Jane? Hey, my boy made a touchdown. Is that how a fan acts? I'm telling you, man, when your team makes a touchdown, I mean, you're jumping up and down. Whoa! I mean, you're hugging people. You're dancing. 
Nobody thinks anything about it. Oh, man, they're just a fan. (laughs) And they like it. Jesus did a lot more than take a bag of wind down the field. He saved us. He redeemed us. It's all right to get a little excited about it. Are you with me? Amen. So celebrate. You know, some people come to church. They'll stand there with their hands in their pockets and look at you. Oh, it's just a bunch of emotionalism. The same guy will go home with his Dr. Pepper and bag of chips at the football game and go wild. Right? What's the difference? When you're a fan of Jesus, you don't mind celebrating him. Right? So, shine, make a show, both celebrate. And then finally, to speak favorably of. To commend or speak favorably of. Just like we did there in that interim, talking about all He's done for us in Christ and thanking Him for it. I'm trying to hurry. Because I want some celebration time. And then, of course, in the Greek, in the Greek, it means the genuine, that's heartfelt, the genuine confession of facts there's a mouth again the genuine confession of facts in one's life that brings glory to God that means something he did for you personally that you want to offer a sacrifice of praise concerning when he delivered you from drugs and alcohol and depression and anxiety saved your marriage turned your kids around Helped you financially. Blessed your business. When He did something for you personally. Has anybody in this room ever been healed? I mean genuinely healed. Glory to God. God deserves praise for that. So this morning we're going to offer the sacrifice of praise. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because He's good. He's good. And His mercy endures forever. I love Psalm 92 verses 1 and 2. Watch this in the Living Bible. It is good to say thank you to the Lord. To sing praises to the God who is above all gods. Watch this. Every morning, tell Him. Thank you for your faithfulness or your kindness. And every evening rejoice in all of His faithfulness. So every morning, thank you for your kindness. Every evening, thank you for your faithfulness. Watch this. Psalm 35 and 28. I love this. I will tell everyone how great and how good you are. I'll praise you all day long. I'll tell everybody. So here's what we're going to do. This is the game plan. You ready? In a moment. Not now, but in a moment. And uh, Jack, give me just a little bit more of this and I won't push quite as hard. This two-service thing, you know, glory to God, hallelujah. I did seven services one time in Singapore, but it wasn't this kind of a service. Amen. But anyway, here's what we're going to do. Here's the game plan. In a moment, I'm going to have us all stand. (laughs) And I'm going to count to three. And when I do, we're going to lift our voices in a corporate shout 
of praise to God. You said we're going to shout? Yeah. You know what they say about the detergent? For the tough stains, you got to shout it out. Sometimes all you need is a good shout. Blow the cobwebs out. We're going to scare every devil in Manford. We're going to let them know Lake Church is alive and well. I don't know why, but God likes the shout. Does He? Yeah. You read it all in the Psalms, but, but if you read the Old Testament every time, or many, many times, God gave a game plan, you know, a strategy for battle. He'd say, do this, 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 and then shout. Remember the, the, the battle of Jericho with Joshua? Right? Gideon and the Midianites. Israel and the Philistines. Always seems like a part of the battle plan was the shout. There's something about that shout that just seems to activate things. So we're going to start with a, a shout of thanksgiving. You say, well, I've never done that before. Well, this would be a good time. Everybody else will be doing it. Just let it rip. Amen. Get, get, get used to it. Because you're going to be doing that in heaven. I love the awesome holy presence of God on my face in the carpet. I do that. But then there's times of celebration. And that's what this is this morning. All right? And then I'm going to ask, after we shout a little bit, I'm going to ask different ones of you as your heart prompts you. And I've already seen your hands. You said God healed you. I'll come get you if I have to. But I want different ones of you as your heart prompts you. I want you, uh, we'll take a few on this side and a few on that side. They're going to move this in a minute. And then I want you to come up here and I'll call one at a time. I'll hold the microphone. And because I want to give you so much, I want to make sure they hear you and you keep it close to your mouth. And I want you to come tell everyone something good that God did for you. If He healed you, delivered you, saved you, blessed you, whatever He may have done, come tell it. You say, well, I don't know if I... Listen, when you tell it, that's a sacrifice of praise. And it not only glorifies God, but it encourages other people that if He did it for them, He'll do it for me. And when you come tell it, we're going to celebrate. We're going to make a show. We're going to get happy with you. Are you with me? <laughs> Woo, it's going to be like a football game, but better. Declaring the goodness of God. Now, let me give you some instruction. And it's not just gender related. It's personality type. So what we need is headlines. You know, you got the newspaper. You got headlines and fine print. We don't have time for fine print. I want the headlines, okay? So basically, you know, the facts, right? So we can keep it moving and, and keep the, the excitement and energy, all right? So everybody remember, if you're long-winded in detail, start thinking now. Consolidation, all right? So headlines. So we're going to start with a shout of praise. We're going to take some personal praise. And then we're going to end with one final shout. And that shout is what I call a praise of expectation. You remember Acts 16, 25, and 26? 
At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God in a very quiet, reverent little voice. Is that what it says? No, man. They were loud enough all the prisoners heard them. And watch what happened. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors. Now, what did you hear that word? All the doors were open. Everyone's bands were loosed. Not just Paul and Silas's. Everybody in the vicinity got the overflow of the power of that praise. Praise is not just emotionalism. There is power when it comes from the heart of God's people. And it is liberating. And it is activating. And so we're going to end with that shout of praise. And the reason we're going to end with it is because if you have something that you're standing for, sometimes you shout because you got it. Other times you shout because you know it's on the way. Are you with me? So that's going to be a, a praise and shout of expectation. Lillian B. Yeoman said, praise hastens victory. There's something about praising God that activates at times the power of God. We've already given the example, but let me ask you something. When the children of Israel shouted, did they shout before the walls came down or afterwards? Before. Right? When Gideon and the Midianites were there, did they shout after the battle or before? Before. Because sometimes, man, that praise is an expectation. God said it. We know it. He's going to do it. Are you with me? All right. So everybody stand up. Somebody come move this thing out of the way. Give me some dancing room. Woo! Are you ready to participate is this a Holy Ghost church? <laughs> now, Jack, you ready? Mark, you ready in the back? All right. Oh, no, 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 not yet. I, I just said, are you ready? I just said, are you ready? I'm going to wait till I count to three, and then you start it. Are you ready? All right, give him a minute to reset. Now, make Jack, you get that volume all the way up right now. Get it all the way up. All the way up. Are you ready? One, two, three. Come on, shout. Woo! <laughs> oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> You've been so good to us. You've been so faithful, so kind, so gracious. <laughs> Woo, we give you praise, Father. We thank you, Lord. You are good. You're gracious. You're kind. You're merciful. We give you glory. We give you glory. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. He woke you up this morning. Started you on your way. Give 
give him the glory. Come on. Give him praise. You got a right to praise him. You got a right to praise him. You ought to praise the Lord. You got a right to praise him. You ought to praise the Lord. You know you got a right to praise him. Whoa! You guys got a right. To <laughs> hey, you know why? Cause he woke you up this morning, started you on my way. Give him the glory. Hey, give him praise. Woo! Give him glory, somebody. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, you guys are on fire around here. up this morning started us on our way give him the glory all right brother jack we're gonna bring it down just a little bit now listen i want somebody and i want a few to line up over here line up over here come tell us i know you've been in this church man, and you've been fed the word and i know god's worked some miracles and blessed you if he set you free, whatever he's done, you come tell us. Somebody come line up over here and some over here. I'll call you one at a time. Don't stand there and look at me like they say a bump on a log. Come on up here. I'll take you by the hand one at a time. I'll call you. Tell us how good the Lord's been to you. He delivered me from 40 years of alcohol. <laughs> come on. Who's coming? Woo! Come on up here. Tell us how good he's been. He took me from three months behind on my house payment to ahead, and he delivered me from allergies. I don't have to take Zyrtec anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us how good he's been. I had cancer seven years ago. The Holy Spirit said, get cut out. I got it cut out. I've been cancer-free for seven years. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's a healer. Come on, brother. Tell us how good he's been to you. God has healed me of asthma. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Come on here. Tell us how good he's been. They told me I couldn't have any more kids. He's 35. <laughs> told her she couldn't have any babies. And he's 35. Woo! I love it. Come on, brother. Stand right here, tell us how good he's been to you. Delivered me from drugs. He's the deliverer. Come on. Woo, glory. Tell us how good he's been. They completely removed my thyroid and he gave me a brand new one. That is a miracle. Come on, give me some more. You guys, come on, somebody. Come tell us right here, brother. I'm gonna get you. So the devil tried to kill me with COVID, and God healed me. <laughs> I'm so glad you're still here. Come on up here, tell us how good it's been. Who's going to do the talking? I guess right. I will. Um, I've been delivered from food addiction, chronic pain, high blood pressure, and generational curses. All right. <laughs> you want to say something? All right. Glory, him too. Amen. Come on up here, tell us how good he's been, Amber. God bless you. He 
delivered me from anxiety and fear, and then I went to the doctor, and he healed me from inside out, and the doctor confirmed it. <laughs> Restart my track, Mark, as soon as you can. Come on up here. Glory to God. Tell us how good he's been. Well, um, a pastor, he prayed for my mother. She's been attacked for five years of demons. She's free. Glory! <laughs> he's given us authority. Come on. Don't you love these testimonies? Tell us how good he's been. I'll hold it for you. Because I want to make sure. Hallelujah. We overcome by the blood of Jesus and the words of our testimony. I'm healed by cancer, by stomach cancer. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Glory to God. Tell us how good he's been. Well, I was diagnosed with diabetes. My A1C was 11.7 for the past year. It has been 4.6, which is below average. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody else want to come tell us something he did for you? We got a few minutes. Come on, somebody. Come on, sister. Woo! I tell you, God is good. Uh, two years ago, I have, uh, I had tapeworms in my brain. The enemy said, you're going to die, but here I am. Glory to God. <laughs> Come on, honey. Did you hear that? She was healed of tapeworms in her brain. That's awesome. He has delivered me from major social anxiety, shyness, timidity, and given me a holy boldness. And look at her up here testifying. <laughs> oh, glory. Come tell us. Healed me from seizures. From what? Seizures. Seizures. Healed her from seizures. Glory to God. Come on up here, honey. Glory to God. Tell us how good he's been. Oh, he delivered me from homosexuality. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Tell us how good he is. He is so good that I finally gave him my pride. I gave him myself. And because of that, he's given me children that serve him and love him with everything in their hearts. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, that person that came up and said uh, the Lord had healed of a asthma. We were in a service like this years ago. And a matter of fact, I think it might have been in our class at Ramah when I was teaching. And the high praise of God was going on. And there was a girl, she didn't write till like 10 to, uh, years later, but she said, you know, everybody was praising God, and she said, I'd never, I came from a traditional background, and you know, I had my hair up nice and my, my high heels, and, and people were running, and she said, I felt like I should take off running. She said, but I, I, I just wasn't comfortable, so I, I let it pass. And she said, you got back up there, and you said, somebody missed your opportunity. Talked about praise sometimes being an expectation. And I said, somebody missed their opportunity. We're going to give you another chance. And the high praise came again. And she said, that th same thing came over me. Well, we know it's the Holy Ghost. You know, like Elijah, he outran the chariots all the way back to Jezreel. So she said, I kicked off my high heels, and I started running around that building. And she said, Brother Marty, the thing is, I had chronic asthma all my life. I could never run around that building. But I just took a leap of faith, and I started running. And she said, when I got to the back, I felt this heat. 
And she said, God is my eternal witness. It's been over 10 years. I've never had asthma again. Glory to God. So this praise is a praise of expectation. You got something you're believing for? All right. I want to ask you a question because you've heard this said. Your praise or celebration is an expectation of your faith in the fact God's heard your prayer and the answer's on the way. So if you got something you're believing for, I want to ask you, how would you praise Him if you knew what you'd asked for was on the way because it is? How would you act? Well, just go ahead and show it. <laughs> Mark, don't start it yet, but I want you to get it ready. I don't start it yet, but I want you to get it ready my next track. Now listen, because this is what our testimony is going to be. We're going to keep praising him, but you're going to come and you say, hey, remember that morning that skinny boy from Georgia came? We started praising God in expectation. Look what the Lord has done. Are you with me? Crank it up, Brother Jack, Brother Mark. We're going, that's going to be our testimony. I can't hear it. There it is. Look what the Lord has done. That's what we're going to say. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. <laughs> Each day he's just the same. Hey, come help me praise him. Look what the Lord that's what we're going to say. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Hey, he healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. <laughs> Each day he's just the same. Come out me, praise him. Look what the Lord. Hey, I got it. I got it. I know you got it. Hey, I got it. Anybody got it? <laughs> hey, something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. I got it. I got it. I know you got it. Got it. Hey, I got it. Something about that Holy Ghost, I can't explain it. Got it in my hands, got it in my feet, got it in my walk, got it in my talk, got it all. Hey, God's not dead, y'all. God's not dead, y'all. He's still alive. God's not dead. <laughs> I feel him in my hands, feel it in my feet, feel it in my walk, feel it in my talk. Feel it all over. 
God's not dead. <laughs> God's not dead. Hey, feel it in my feet. Feel it in my walk. Feel it in my talk. Hey, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Somebody in here got to get it. <laughs> Something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it. Got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my walk. Got it in my talk. Got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my walk. Hey, got it all Come on, let's sing it one more time. Look what the Lord. That's what we got. <laughs> hey, he saved me just in time. Hey, Woo. come help me. Look what one more time. <laughs> He stays he's just the same. Come on. Praise him. Look what the Lord has Come help me praise him. Somebody help me praise him. Hey, come help me praise him. Look what the Lord has yeah. He's good. Come on, let's give him one more shout. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. We love you, Lord. You've been good to us. And we give you praise. We give you thanks. You are worthy. Can anybody say amen? I was wondering if we could get it in, but we did. Glory to God. Woo! I don't know about you. I'm still wound up. I'm going to go again, second service. You know, I was going to go a different direction. I thought, well, first service, maybe we should go a different direction. And it just kept pressing, no, 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 no. So we went with it. And I think we'll do it again, second service, because we want everybody to get in on it. So if you want to hang around and help us, all right, glory to God. I love you. Thank you for having me. Well, we'll do it again sometime. Jesus is coming. We know we're going to do it again. Right? Pastor, I'm going to turn it back to you. Glory to God. Well, let's give the Lord a big shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now you can see why we're going to one. We're going to one because we want this flow. One accord in one place. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can be seated just for a moment, if you can. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to give you an opportunity to give this ministry. And uh, also, I want to remind you of all the materials that he has in the back. Again, these are materials that will help transform you and 
cause you to walk in new creation life. What you just experienced is a, is a, is a great example of tapping into new creation life. You are more than a conqueror. But just because you have the title in the Bible doesn't mean experientially you're benefiting from that. And what he just shared with us is something that enables us to overcome and have victory in the midst of overwhelming circumstances. Just as the Bible over and over and over again testifies to is that walled cities fall, giants are beheaded. Amen. Because of our praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to give you an opportunity to give so you can give all the various ways. You can cash it. You can put it in the envelope. You can do whatever you want to do. Cash, check, or charge. Okay? So we want you to give towards this ministry. And uh, do you believe you've been benefited greatly? Hallelujah. I know I've benefited greatly. It, as a pastor, I enjoy seeing you guys get free. Listen, I'm going to run. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But it just, it just gets, gets me when you start doing what you're supposed to do. Amen? Because God just has some good things in store for you. And you're one dance, one shout away from seeing total and absolute victory in an area. Amen? I'll tell you what, you can dance money in your house. Hallelujah. You can shout healing in your body. Hello. Because it's not necessarily the shout, it's the substance of the shout. It's who you're shouting to. It's who you're dancing for. It makes all the difference. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm going to pray over. Now, after we take up the offering, we will have ministers up here. If you need to be born again, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you need healing in your body and deliverance in your life, these ministers will be up here to direct you and help you in any way possible. So I encourage you after we close the service. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for Marty. We thank you for this wonderful service that you brought through your servant. And we, Father God, we give. We communicate unto him in good things, in, in, in an offering here, thanking you for what you've done today in our lives. And we're so grateful for it. And we take this up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Go forth, gentlemen. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, September 4th, we're going to one service. The reason why the Lord told me, one accord, one place, Holy Ghost. That's what he said, the three things. He said, one accord, one place, Holy Ghost. As you can see, you know, we got two services, but yet, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty good and healthy. So we need to understand that God's doing this for a reason because it goes against all the church growth principles. So he's doing it specifically. And when I came to him and began to ask him about the new year, because the new year for me always starts in the fall. And I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord, and I would have loved to have you going to build another building and thousands of people are going to come in there. And he told me, go to one service. Well, I got depressed. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> but then he gave me one accord in one place. Holy Ghost. Three things. So we're going to start 10 a.m. service. And the service is going to be like these. Praise the Lord. It's going to allow the Holy Spirit to move in great power and great authority. 
And, uh, you know, it, why, why should 9 o'clock get all the good stuff? Or why should 11 get all the good stuff? We've got 11 o'clock. We've got 9 o'clock. We need to bring them together and praise God. And we'll rock around the clock. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're just going to have a good time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, you're dismissed. Now, listen, he's got a table out there, and we always empty tables. Any minister that comes in there, we try to empty them out. Okay? That doesn't mean rush and grab and we'll run out of the, you know. But we try to empty them out. Amen. We want him to be blessed to come here as much as he has blessed us with what God has given him. Amen. So, you're dismissed in Jesus' name.